Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming up in 20 minutes, I know there was a commercial, a Super Bowl commercial, that had somebody here very excited. I don't know if he got to take advantage of his excitement over that commercial, though, and something that was available for a very, very limited amount of time. Plus, it sounds like things got out of hand out in the desert. No, I'm not talking about Vegas in the Super Bowl last week. I'm actually talking about a little farther south of there. We'll dive into that when we go off the board in 20 minutes here on BetQL Daily. Chris Mack with Jim Rodriguez alongside the other J-Rod joining me the rest of the week as... Joe O and Aaron are enjoying some vacation time. Isaac Trotter in the third and final hour. Reed Wallach coming up one hour from now from Betsided in the early read to talk college hoops as well. We'll get you caught up on the NBA too because a lot happened last night. Wemby with a triple-double, including blocks. First time that's happened in a few years. Warriors are starting to look like the Warriors again, which could be scary for teams out West, especially play-in teams. Knicks got hosed in Houston by the refs. No, really, that's not... That's not just a, a New York – no, they got they got hosed. Uh, and the Sixers snapped the Cavs' nine-game win streak as Buddy Heald is starting to fit in quite nicely for Philly. We'll get to all that in just a little bit. But with the NFL season now, like I mentioned off the top of the show, getting smaller and smaller in the rearview mirror, right? We look back and we can barely make it out way back there on the horizon now, J-Rod. We thought we'd take a little bit more of a 50,000-foot view on the season that was, the 2023 NFL season and maybe try to extract some lessons, some things that we learned from the 2023 NFL season. And so we each have three that I think we thought long and hard about and want to remember, like this is a good time capsule segment. This is one when we get get back around to things in August, late August, early September, we go, wait, what do we remember most about last year? We'll come back to this one and say, oh, yeah, those are the lessons we learned in 2023 from the NFL season. So I'll let you start us off here. One of the biggest lessons you learned from this past NFL season? Well, I think, Chris, especially from the, the sports investing perspective, is that coaching still matters. I get all the new trends to analytics. We saw it in Major League Baseball. You know, we, we heard Kyle Shanahan look at, you know, actually reach out to one of his analytic guys. Should we go for it here? Do we do we get the ball? Do we not get the ball? Coaching still matters, especially if you're betting. That's why I always backed Andy Reid from from day one, no matter all the turbulence that they had during the regular season, they beat both number one seeds. They both won on the road. Look what Sean McVay did with the Rams. Remember, their win total was five and a half, and they went over that. And, of course, I always bet on Mike Tomlin. I, have, I'm held, I held the Steelers make the playoff ticket, you know, as, as well. Those guys find a way to get the most out of those teams, especially if you're betting. And on the flip side, you know, 
at the end of the day, what got what got Mike McDaniel, what got him here in Miami, the inability to the inability to to adjust, especially in the second half. See that Buffalo game uh, against the you know in Miami against the Bills. You know, look what happened to Dan Campbell. You know, kicking is for losers. Well, so is losing is also for losers. So I think coaching still matters. Back those horses, back those ho- those coaches. They can get it done in crunch time. And look at that final drive by the Chiefs as, as the best way. A prepared coach team will never lose. That's that's a good point, you know. Um, it, 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 and you can distill it down, you're right, J-Rod, to that, that final point of the season, overtime of the Super Bowl. Um, we can argue about whether Kyle Sh- – at, at, Kyle Shanahan, I think, knew what the rules were, but the obvious, again, it, we've, we've been over this, um, obviously didn't communicate it to his players. If Eric Armstead is standing on the field looking at the scoreboard going, oh, that's how overtime Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, but Andy Reid had been practicing this since July, since training camp, going over this scenario uh, and what they would do in this situation in, in a postseason overtime. So it, it's it, it could have... Again, Shanahan didn't fumble the ball. Shanahan didn't muff any punts. But, but, mm, coaching matters in the biggest moments. He also uh, gave, will... he also gave he also gave Pat Mahomes the ball with a chance to beat him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, coaching does matter. I'll say this, especially in the AFC, if you want to compete, you better have a quarterback. That's the lesson learned. Look, we can look at the anomalies. I think. Um, the Steelers could be considered one. We just got done talking about them and possible pursuit of Justin Fields. Uh, they, they somehow snuck into the playoffs despite letting Mitch Trubisky start three games um, or play th- the bulk of three games uh, and release them yesterday. Uh, they snuck into the playoffs with Kenny Pickett being barely a replacement-level quarterback for the bulk of their season. Um, you could look at the Browns, right, as another anomaly. They did it with Joe Flacco coming off the couch, comeback player of the year, even if you agree with that award or not. Um, If the camera were on Jake right now, we would see him jumping up and down, uh, washing himself in the money that he won on that comeback player of the year uh, bet. Uh, But those are anomalies. Those are anomalies. You need to have a quarterback to compete in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. He's not going anywhere. Um, Lamar Jackson coming off another MVP season. We can argue about his postseason record, sure. Josh Allen going nowhere, although what will the targets for him look like? Stephon Diggs, that relationship, okay. But still, it's Josh Allen. C.J. Stroud is going to be, oh, wait, he's he was a rookie? You're kidding me. He didn't play like a rookie. He took that, dragged that team kicking and screaming into the playoffs with D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick's help. Dolphins have Tua, who learned how to fall, and all of a sudden, didn't get his hurt anymore. Bengals have Joe Bur- Oh, that's right. The Bengals didn't even make the playoffs. And Joey Burr is going to be back and healthy. Jags have Trevor Lawrence. You can argue about how he played down the stretch and whether Doug Peterson helped him or not. But still, Colts have- think they have their quarterback of the future, right? The Jets are going to have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. The Chargers, Justin Herbert, healthy again. If you do not have a quarterback in the AFC, you are most likely going to be on the outside looking in. Look at New England. Disaster because they haven't been able to find a quarterback in the last couple of years or an offensive coordinator who can actually manage a quarterback. Titans, maybe they have their guy. I mean, the guy's got 
huge onions, if nothing else, in Will Levis. But does he have the talent? The Broncos are a mess. They're casting Russell Wilson aside because he's not the guy. The Raiders remain to be seen. If you don't have a quarterback in the AFC, you're not going to compete. You may sneak into the wild card, but you're not going anywhere after that. So the two things we always talk about so much in the NFL, you nailed the first one, J-Rod, coaching. And don't forget the quarterbacks. Both of them matter. Yeah. Well, another thing that matters to me, the 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 demise or the death of the dual threat quarterback has been greatly exaggerated, right? Who got hurt this year? All the pocket passers, Burrow, Herbert, Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, a bit of a freak injury, I get it. But they're the ones that got hurt. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, even Patrick Mahomes all flourished. The dual threat quarterback is alive and well. And as a sports investor, keep pounding those guys because those guys are going to get you what you need in terms of uh, overs, in terms of rushing yards, in terms of touchdowns. Those guys is still the way to go. And anything that says the dual quarterback is not healthy it's not going to work listen it works and it continues to work yeah it's really you make a good point about the injuries that happened this year the only one I can think of off the top of my head that happened to a mobile quarterback was the one early in the season to Anthony Richardson right rookie who you know got beat up a couple times and that might just be hey rookie in the league trying to get adjusted as well to a completely different level of physicality in the NFL than even the SEC had provided before that. So it's a great point. Um, Another lesson I learned, defense can still win championships. Everybody's going to meet Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl in overtime. What are you talking about? You had the number two and number three ranked scoring defenses in the regular season in the Super Bowl. I know the Niners looked shaky against Green Bay and Detroit. Fair point. They did. But they were still good enough throughout the regular season that they were able to pile up wins to the point that Week 18 didn't even matter to them, right? They had secured their spot in the uh, one seed in the NFC. And that's still the case. This is the fourth straight year. I've mentioned this a couple times the last few weeks, J-Rod. This is the fourth consecutive year scoring has dropped in the NFL in total. Uh, So it's something to keep an eye on. We haven't seen five consecutive years of declining scoring in the NFL. I want to say since the 70s, maybe early 80s. So it's been a long time. But there's there aren't any great rule changes that are happening this offseason that are going to suddenly spike the offense, right? There's mm-hmm. not There are a couple good quarterbacks that, that are coming in, but not the kind that are going to spike scoring, I don't think. Like, It is what it is now where the defenses have finally started to catch up to the offenses, at least in scheme, I think, right? Like for, it feels like the better part of a decade, offensive coaches were making their way from college to the NFL, bringing their systems with them and revolutionizing the way, you just talked about mobile quarterbacks, revolutionizing the way the quarterback played, the way the offensive lines blocked, the way the offenses were schemed. And finally, we're seeing defenses start to catch up to that, I think. We're finally starting to see guys who can play in the middle of the defense, inside linebackers, safeties, 
who can come up and stuff the run and also cover. And I think the defense catching up to the offense is something that I'm going to look for again next year. You know, we saw so many unders this year. Really felt like that was a safe bet. Primetime unders, especially the first three quarters of the regular season. Um, Keep an eye out for that going into next year. This is my time capsule moment, especially from this segment. Going forward into August and September, watch the unders, watch the defenses because they can still win championships. And don't forget that Kansas City this year survived. I know Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all that, Andy Reid. But they survived because of Steve, Steve Spagnolo, Chris Jones, and that defense. Yeah, and they absolutely were able to just be in lockdown defense in the playoffs in the second half. They just, it's like they turned a, a switch and people just could not score against them in the second half. You know, you could look at the Super Bowl a, a, as an example there. But my third lesson uh, of what I learned at, from this season, uh, and also as, as, a, as a sports investor, would be that the, it, it's, it's all about the tight ends now. Listen, we, we've seen the demise, we've seen the running back almost, you know, become a dinosaur, almost become extinct in the league. Well, now it's, 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 the, it's the tight end era. Notice I said era because I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. And there's George Kittle and there's Puka and there's Laporta. You know, these guys now are the ones that are going to start making those bucks. They're now going to start making the running back money because now all of a sudden a little drop pass, you know, of three or four yards can turn into a huge 10, 12-yard gainer and can extend drives. Look what Kelsey did in that second half. Look what, you know, Puka was able to do for the Rams all all year and Laporta before his injury for the Lions. These guys are are big enough where where, where they can can knock down middle linebackers. They can eat up small little free safeties strong safeties and and get a lot of yak for your money and it's going to create a lot of fantasy points it's going to create a lot of overs in terms of receiving yards and passing yards for quarterbacks it's all about the tight end now yeah it's all about the middle of the field right to kind of piggyback off of the tight end slot receiver point that you make there um is it's all about the middle of the field can can your corners move from the outside to the slot and stay with somebody and cover them in the middle of the field when a when a when a a thicker, stronger, tougher receiver like a Puka Nakua lines up as a tight end or in the slot, can somebody hang with him? Can they run with him? Can an inside linebacker cover underneath? Can a safety come up and cover underneath as well? Um, the middle of the field is more valuable than it's ever been, definitely. And tight ends are a big part of that. My third lesson from the 2023 NFL season: Washington is still Washington. I'm sorry, Commanders fans. It doesn't matter what they call your team. It doesn't matter uh, who the coach is. It doesn't matter. I don't think even who the owner is. Sorry, Josh Harris. Washington is still Washington. Um, This is a team that just fell to pieces down the stretch. Okay, I get it. They've they've gone out. They've tried. They got a new coach. They're going to get their guy. They're going to get their... No, oh, no, he's not interested in the job. You're on a plane on your way to go hire him. And he says, thanks, but no thanks. You're still Washington. (laughs) And so you go get the next guy. And in doing so, you also have to go out. Well, that's okay. We're going to get the quarterback. We're going to make the move. We started the show talking about this. Are you? You can hire Cliff if you want. I don't know if that means Caleb Williams is coming to Washington unless the Bears want Caleb Williams to go to Washington. So Washington is still Washington. I'm sorry, Commanders fans. 
I feel for you. Listen, in baseball, I'm a Pirates fan. I know what repeated failure over a course of decades looks like. And I feel for you. I have one little tiny lone tear coming down my cheek like I'm listening to a Super Bowl national anthem. But Washington <laughs> is still Washington. Alongside Jim Rodriguez. Back. <laughs> yeah. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board. Did Jake buy what he said he was going to buy? Or did it sell out too fast for him? That's next.